the Lessons Lived podcast, hosted by Michael Puente. What would you teach the world? Hello and welcome to Lessons Lived. I'm here with Yoni Schechter. It's a very special podcast today. Yoni is the technical advisor, I'm going to call him, to Lessons Lived. Actually been responsible for all the technical stuff that I don't know anything about with regards to the website. He's the reason there's a website up there. And it was actually also his idea that I do a podcast to support the website. I reluctantly did it on his advice. He said it was a, that would be a good idea. And I think it's been a good idea. And I really appreciate that. Yoni's a great friend. And something about Yoni is that I'm always surprised with his ability to put together and simplify and condense information. Like we have a big, long conversation and he's like, boom, zips it up into a little with bow tie and it's really cool. He's also the co-host of the Primal Caveman podcast. The Primal Goods company, The Modern Caveman, is the name of the podcast. Okay. And he's also marketing and strategy director for Primal Goods Co. That's right. Yoni's going to talk to us about three lessons today. First lesson is the obstacle is the way. Second lesson is dream big and write it down. And the third lesson is have a routine. Yoni, before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, who you are? I would love to. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. Stoked that you got it going on. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, to some extent, I can't believe that I can believe because I know you, uh, but I'm, I'm surprised in myself that I've had, I've had the idea to, to, to get this going. It just makes a lot of sense. And I feel like I forgot that I was the one driving. It just makes sense, a lot of sense. I mean, you just have the podcast going on already. Right. Uh, so in my mind, it's just like, yeah, you have the podcast. Oh, yeah, I was the one to... Yeah, yeah. To, we were, to we were at little... coffee at Andytown in yeah. Green. Like, I remember, dude, you really need to have a podcast. And I was like, eh, I don't want to do a podcast. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like what my voice sounds like. <laughs> and you're like, sure. you got to do it. It's a good idea. And it's been a great idea. I've learned so much already from the people that I've talked to. I've learned about people that I know well. I've learned about them better, about their lives, about what they think is important stuff. So it's been a really good experience. So thank you. For sure. It's, it's been my pleasure. And I'm sure it's been a lot of fun just having these conversations and making time for that. A little bit about me. I also, as Mike said, I'm a co-host of a podcast. I feel like I have a bigger barrier of being ashamed of how I sound on these devices because I am from Israel originally. So um, I'm a gringo here in the United States. I've been here for the past <laughs> 11 years. Uh, I moved out here when I was 21, right after the Israeli army, which is mandatory. Uh, in the Israeli army, I was doing uh, some sort of technical stuff too. I have uh, always had a love and passion to technology and to computers and all kinds of technical stuff. Also had a big passion for business and just Take information, learning about all kinds of stuff. We talked about it earlier mm-hmm. uh, on the Modern Caveman. I just, I'm interested in a lot of topics. I like knowing how things work. Mm-hmm. It's satisfying and gratifying to learn about new things, new experiences. Came to the United States, lived in Miami, went to school at University of Miami for three and a half years, and then moved to the Bay Area, where I met you shortly after at San Francisco CrossFit as part of the Nooner crew with Nikki D and Toller and Diane and a lot of other good folks and had a lot of good time. I enjoy a lot moving and just taking care of the body and knowing that I can do physical stuff, whether it be a hike or just now playing with my daughter or whatnot, just being able to move is, is very gratifying and fun, part of human nature. And yeah, I've, uh, currently I also run my 
company called MIA2SF. Name may change soon as I just moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. And I'm not really operating much out of Miami and San Francisco anymore. And it's a one-stop web shop. I design and build websites, do all kinds of other technical work that is fun for me. And I have a lot of uh, experience doing. And then I joined uh, Medcarsco's company, Prama Goods, where I do strategy and marketing. We're working on a bunch of uh, good stuff for your health and for your lifestyle. And then we started the Modern Cuban podcast focused on movement, lifestyle, longevity, and purpose. So that's that's about me in kind of like a few minutes. Right. And uh, the uh, Primal Goods Co., that is, what do you guys do there? At the moment, we sell, we curate supplements. We don't make any supplements, but we look for the best supplements in the market and we put some, uh, we put them together in packs with some education on how to take supplements. Oh, okay. uh, we work with all kinds of experts in the wellness field and we also want to get into eventually into the quantified self and offer customized packs to individuals based on blood work, based on hooking up with a nutritionist, et cetera. So we we know that a lot of people are not getting collagen and not getting, you know, a lot of vegetables and not getting a lot of magnesium. There's some vitamin D, let's say. So we have some packages that just cover a lot of what we think are the most important basics. But of course, everybody is a different case, et cetera. So this is mostly what we focus on. And then we're working on some goods for sleep optimization, all kinds of training stuff, joint prep. When I say joint prep, kind of getting your ankles, your wrists and stuff like that working in, in, in good range of motion and pain. Mm-hmm. A lot of focus there on the physical, but also has to do with the emotional, right. spiritual, and of course, intellectual. It all carries away one system. Something you just said about the, the vegetables. Can you take supplements instead of eating vegetables? Yeah, 100%. One of my favorite ways to, you know, it's not like you can take supplements and forget about vegetables whatsoever. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, somebody's taking a bunch of organic vegetables, dries them out puts them in a powder, it's much better than not getting any vegetables at all. Getting a small amount of vegetables, you get that, you know, there's all kinds of... Flavonoids and... Yeah, and a lot a lot of superfoods that come from the Amazon are going to come on a plane, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to lose some of the nutrients when you're doing the drying food or freezing food. You know, fresh food is the best food for sure. But it's nice to get all kinds of superfoods in a formula. Specifically, we work with Organifi. Organifi has some green juice, red juice, gold juice, uh, kind of like a morning, afternoon, and evening stuff that is optimized for that. Some of them has turmeric, extended beets, spirulina, and all kinds of uh, adaptogens, and they do the work. They they taste good. Those specifically the ones from Organifi, and it kind of it's an easy way for me, especially on the go when I travel. Throw it in a little shaker. I got a good dose of vegetables. Like I'm feeling good. I'm not feeling good just about like, oh, I eat my vegetables. I'm, I'm absolutely feeling, feeling sensationally good. Oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm energized. Something feels better about I've how been, I operate. It's not really the focus of what we usually talk about on this podcast, but what you said about it made me think of it because of recently I have not been eating my vegetables very well. So I was like, oh, okay. I had not heard that there was actually a way to supplement them with. Yeah. That's good to know. Organifi. I highly love Organifi green in the morning. Right after like a little bit of water or instead of a glass of water, just drink that straight up on an empty stomach and I think you're going to feel good. And you're gonna, you're not gonna need as much as much vegetables in your diet. That's good to know. I'm gonna look into that. Your movement practice, it's not your typical movement practice. You don't go to the gym on an elliptical, spinning around. It's even like, uh, it's even a few stages. I would, I don't want to say above, but a few stages more intense than CrossFit, which is what where we met. Yeah. So what is this movement practice that you? This movement practice was created by a guy named Ido Portal, an Israeli guy from the same hometown as my dad. Haifa. And he started his journey in capoeira, which was something that when I was growing up, it's kind of like there were uh, some people practicing it. Right. Um, 
maybe not a lot as much as soccer by any means, but there was a good good amount of people going and getting into it. It's a form of martial arts and dance. Brazilian, right? Yeah. I think it's Brazilian. From, yeah. At least from South America. Most definitely. Uh, I think people that do capoeira speak like Portuguese or Spanish or something, okay. something along those lines, and the names of the moves also come from that. Okay. And he studied a lot of different movement practices such as dance, boxing, different martial arts, tennis, baseball, soccer. I mean, it just went ahead and studied the origins of those sports and movements and the common themes about them. And he came with, up with his own movement practice. He became popular as uh, Conor McGregor movement coach. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's how he got popular. So pictures oh. with Conor McGregor. Conor was winning fights at the time. He became the champion of this and that, and maybe a two-time champion in there. And then he went into boxing match with Mayweather, of course. Right. Mostly he was training with Ido on those moves. Really? But the movement practice itself is just, it's hard to explain. And we've had some podcasts where we talk about it. Ido made up his own method where it has a lot of commonalities with a lot of sports. It's about moving the body in ways that the body can move. So it's about exploring and researching the body together in this movement practice, which is focused on movement rather than fitness, just so of the freedom of moving, moving in ways that are a no-no in a CrossFit gym, kind of yeah. like squatting with your toes over your... Uh, knees over toes. Knees over toes. And we even get to a point, condition yourself to an extent that you can squat down with your knees touching the floor, even touching a lower surface, and they feel safe, they're stronger. It's just fascinating that... They're doing the research. I'm part of the research of finding out ways that are fun, that are beneficial, a meat vehicle that you can carry you on to play in all kinds of ways for longer. I mean, it really prioritizing just longevity and play and exploring the depth of the human body. And it's more intense than CrossFit. And it's considered more intense than CrossFit because they want more commitment. And if you happen to be around one of their gyms, which are not many because they're growing the community very slow, workouts are no less than two hours. And two hours. Yeah. The warm-up is one hour. I and mean, there's also a philosophy in a lot of sports, including ballet, that most of the session is a warm-up. Mm. We're pushing ourselves after we're so warm, we've sweated so much, we've done so much prep work. Now the last 10 to 20% of the session, we're going to push a little bit. We're going to test our boundaries. We're going to go and try those new moves. And then in the end, we're going to do some sort of a cool down. A cool down could be 10-minute sitting meditation. Hmm. It can be a sort of a shake to shake the meat of the bones of the body. It's just a lot of interesting concepts and methods that come from yoga, come from dance, come from boxing, come from all kinds of places that he is able to take that information and, and deliver it in a way with progressions and such that you can learn those moves and condition your body to to live longer and to have the ability to play more. Hmm, that's cool. Something that strikes me about that movement practice is that it looks super hard to me. Like I see what you guys are doing with uh, balancing tennis balls with both hands, all this very challenging stuff for squatting. Like you were just saying, squatting with knees over toes and stuff, and it looks very hard. And I was wondering to bring it to one of your lessons, the obstacles, the way, does that super challenging movement practice inform that sort of idea of lessons? Because it seems like you're always challenging yourself it's, everywhere. It's aligned with it. To me, I don't know where I've heard it, but if you're not growing, you're dying to some extent. So I constantly, to enjoy myself, I've discovered that I have to keep challenging myself. If you don't movement thing, you will constantly be challenging yourself because every six weeks he's going to bring new ideas to you. This guy is playing with balancing a, a glass bottle of water on his shoulder upside down. Like the cap on the shoulder, there's water in it. 
he can balance it. And there's a lot of also cognitive now. So you're connecting with your body, but you're also working your cognition. Your, your brain is working better. You're constantly now, you're putting yourself into an obstacle thing in terms of you're going to look like a fool. You cannot dribble two tennis balls with two hands, especially not in all kinds of sort of different cadences. You've never done it. You gotta, now you got to teach yourself. So going through that obstacle is the way. If you want to get sharper, if you want to get more resilient, now, when a new task is coming on a computer, when I have to figure out a coding challenge or for whatever reason, I got a tax return that I owe them some money, I'm not as surprised. I'm not as taken aback. I'm not spending so much time thinking, oh, man, I suck at this thing in movement practice. Oh, I, I messed up my taxes. I go through more and more challenges that I consciously choose to do it when I'm calm and I'm fed and I've, I'm well arrested. I'm, I'm building a more resilient self and a thicker skin and also more skills. We recently moved into our apartment in Atlanta. I changed the locks, I changed the dimmers, I, I did the move itself in terms of I packed my stuff into containers in San Francisco, I, I packed it in, in Atlanta. I've done jobs of movers, locksmiths, electricians. You can kind of do it all if you're willing to learn, you're willing to put the work. Is it always worth your time in terms of your money value in the capitalistic world? I'm, I deal with technology. My time is worth a certain type of dollar, but at the same time, I enjoy some things. It feeds my soul. It feels good also when you're looking around in your house or, or, or whatever environment you're in and to know that you've done some of those things yourself. To me, it all brings joy. It brings joy. If I'm not going through some struggles and if I'm just being soft and I'm not taking, there's no... There's not that many rewards coming up to me. That's true. Do you constantly seek challenges in every aspect of your life? Or there's some things that you are resistant to where you're like, ah, I'm willing to challenge myself physically. I'm willing to challenge myself with, you know, the housework. Is there somewhere where the real challenges where you, oh, I don't want to go there? I, I'm sure there are that I'm currently not thinking about. Okay. The plant medicine journey that happened in Peru is something I was simmering on for years because I figured, you know, it's, this is a dangerous thing in a country that I don't speak the language and I, I, nobody vetted anything. So when I, when I met you and I was ready and craving some sort of challenge, that, man, this is a big challenge. This is a fat challenge. So what are we talking about here? The, 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 the ayahuasca retreat. Okay, so we went that's, on a that's, ayahuasca retreat that's, together. That's like one of those, I'm like, like I want to do it. I want the benefits, but fuck, we're talking about some, some serious shit. I'm talking about some serious hardship. That was one that I put off because I wanted to know that I'm going to be safe if I'm going in. The, the ones that I've been putting off most of my life were emotional ones. In essence, in purpose, will not get into a relationship or date for long because I didn't want to get into the hardships of a relationship where I'm a masculine man who just wants to get stuff done, et cetera, et cetera. And now I have to take into consideration another person who's way more connected to their emotions and I'm going to have to deal with another being that has different desires, different way, ways of thinking, who's going to disagree with me in a bunch of things. And why would I even get into disagreements if I can just cruise here along? I'm in my 20s and I can hopefully find enough people that I can have some sort of emotional relationship with them, but not not too deep. It, it takes you out of your comfort zone. I mean, you know, this being married and I don't think it goes away at any point. Maybe there's less of that, but every once in a while there's a conversation that is not not fun to have and not easy to have, and but it needs to be had. Right. In our relationship, I'm actually the one that is usually saying like, we're gonna have to have this hard conversation. It's not like I'm too tired. I don't want to have this conversation right now. I'm like, let's just have this conversation. Let's try to stay as cool as collected okay. and have it. I understand. So this obstacle is the way. You see what's the hard thing. You recognize it. I'm trying to repeat yeah. what you're saying. This is the hard thing that's facing me right now, a conversation with your significant other or having to go do learn a new challenge or deal with some kind of thing. And rather than putting it off, you meet it head on. Is that what it means? Yes, because 
seek it and heat it and heat and head it on. Because if I recognize that something is hard that needs to be that needs to get done, if I put it off, then it's just sitting on my mind. It's sitting on my heart, in my heart, and then I'm just I'm not myself and I'm not my true self. And now I'm getting anxiety because I'm I'm pushing something that is hard to do it later on. Right. And now it's just the anticipation of a hard event is way harder than the hard event. Sometimes like the anticipation sense. to a good event, like a good trip, is better than that trip itself. Right, right, right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, because all those obstacles are the things that we're stressing out about in day-to-day life. And it's just basically the obstacles the way. Oh, I got to take care of this shit, so I'm going to go take care of it now. Deal with it, and then you're not worried about it. That's, yeah. And some things are going to linger from a tough conversation or uh, situations just take a long, a long time. Someone can be uh, an asshole in litigation or someone... Uh, I mean, there's, there's so many things that can uh, make a process prolonged. But a lot of times, I, if something is taking a long time to figure out or there's a challenge that takes a long time, I tell myself, well, I've done as much as I can right now. Mm-hmm. It may not go exactly the way I wanted it to go, but everything that I could... At that point in time, with the decision-making that I had, with the knowledge that I had, with the capacity that I had for that situation, I've done my best. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to sleep well tonight. Hmm. I just did what I can. I'm not going to sleep with the regrets of like, ah, I didn't tackle this, you know, kind of went away. And It's the opposite of avoidance. Like, don't avoid anything. Is that right? I wouldn't say don't avoid anything. I would, I, I, as I said, the obstacles is away for the most part. <laughs> what I inserted into Ryan Holiday's theme, he wrote a book about it, the obstacles away, and I borrowed this idea. But not always, like learn from other people's mistakes. I don't want to go and I'll get the, the podcast equipment that I can find online. Mike, please don't help me. Matt, don't, I need to learn it myself. Some lessons, like I don't need to waste time and money on something of that scale. I think a lot of things need to be learned on your own. And a lot of times, even if I feel like it can be helpful to some, a family member or somebody close, I will tell them, figure it out instead of me doing it for you. You need to figure it out. I need to struggle a little bit, whether you're looking for a file on the computer, something in, in the household, right. figuring out how to book your ticket to, you know, and I'm thinking about my, my immediate family who need like some small stuff like that. I want to help them get more self-sufficient and also help them get to a point where they're proud of themselves for doing something that they got out of their comfort zone. They're getting more resilient. Now you're going to live longer. You're going to have better life experience. It's just that simple to me in terms of getting to some challenges that you are consciously getting into them. Mm. Understand that some of these are going to help you grow. You just got to do the work. Not all of them are worth the work. Right, right. Okay. But if you're anxious about it, then you got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, I think that's... That's, that's a good observation, especially if, if you're anxious about it. That, that, that one needs to be taken care of, uh, I think, first. Yeah, I think that's the beacon in the dark. It's like, I'm thinking about this, I'm going to put it off because I don't want to deal with it. And then the next day passes and it's still there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's still there on your to-do snowballs. list. The, less, yeah. the more time goes on, the bigger the problem seems to be right. instead of what it could have been. So that's, that's my first lesson that I've, uh, I've written on Lessons Lived and first one I talked about might be the first one ever written on the thing. <laughs> I think so. The next thing you're talking about is dream big and write it down. Yeah. What's that mean? That's one of the favorite themes of my life philosophy that I've done in the past uh, year and change. I went to a workshop in May of 2018 in North Carolina led by uh, my friend and client, uh, Mike Bledsoe, who has a podcast called The Bledsoe Show, alongside a very smart guy named Mark England who mm-hmm. teaches language. Uh, it doesn't teach you how to speak English, but it teaches you how to use language in a in a stronger way in terms of using uh, more solid talk versus soft talk. And 
besides the language, he talked about the exercise of thinking big and thinking long term hmm. and and how that can help you align your life right now, um, your day to day right now into where you actually want to go. Because if you think about your goals for, you know, you did the New Year's resolution 2019, this is where I want to be at the end of 2019, whether it be uh, I want Lessons Lived website to be live with a thousand lessons on it. I want to get my first pull up. I want to save that much amount of money for a car or a house. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, some goals will be either impossible to achieve in one year, yeah. or whether it will be a nutrition thing. And it's just the one year, from what I understand, uh, doesn't give you that much time to work on something grandiose that, that may give you more bang for your buck in terms of your time investment in whatever you do in life. Meaning, if you think about five years down the road, you can think bigger. You can do, you can, you have more time now. Now, this is feasible. So you live in a certain situation, in a certain place in San Francisco, pay a certain amount of money, have a certain type of size apartment, have a certain life in terms of your commute, and you're in the situation right now. Maybe you've committed to some rent for a, for the next year. Maybe you've committed to some sort of mortgage and it doesn't make sense to get out of it next year or in two years. But maybe in five years it makes sense to make bigger career moves, bigger home moves, bigger moves in terms of uh, having kids or whatnot, or, or your travel, because it's just not gonna happen. So when you think about, when you get to think about five years down the road or 10 years down the road, you can think bigger about like, okay, what do I want my life to look like? Ideally, what I want my life to look like, because you know what, in five years it's actually possible. Right. If I start working on it, in five years I can actually get to this specific place. And he encouraged us to do the, the exercise at the workshop, and I've done it right after on the plane home back, divided into five categories that were home, relationships, work, finances, and um, physical health. So health. And I've just sat with myself and thought in as much detail, what would my life look like day to day or in a bigger picture? Am I going to have kids? Am I going to have dogs? Am I going to live in a house? Am I going to live in an apartment? Are we going to have one car or two cars? How many hours a day am I working? How many days a week am I working or a month? How much money am I making? What am I doing to make this money? What kind of sacrifices am I making? How many days a year am I seeing my sister, her husband, and, and my niece, my parents, my in-laws, etc., etc.? Really, the things that matter to me, the things that I really care about. Um, you know, how much time I spend on my morning routine, things that, that provide me a lot of joy and, and keep me pain-free and as much as possible and anxiety-free. And I've written them down, my five-year goals, in big, big things. And I also shared some of them on, on social media just to inspire some people and get a little bit of reaction. And mm-hmm. one of the first reactions I've, I've gotten was... Uh, Is that the writing down part, putting it on social yeah, media? Yeah, just write... I mean, I write it or down. Write I, it down I share it because I, I like to share stuff on social media with my small following just to spark some inspiration in people that this could be possible. And if they want to have a conversation about why I think it could be possible and they think this is, there's no way, I'd like to help them uh, get a little bit of different perspective or show them how they might, they might have a door that they've not seen before. So I got you know, a reaction from somebody who read that I'm going to spend 30 to 60 minutes on my morning routine every day knowing that my wife is pregnant and about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. They're like calling my wife like, Yoni's being delusional. He's going to spend 30 to 60 minutes on a morning routine? Once he's going to have a baby, blah, 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 blah. it doesn't matter. We're talking about, first we're talking about five years down the road. I have a six-month-old baby. Throughout the six months, most days, I have the 30 to 60 minutes to do that. I can wake up earlier. I can go to sleep earlier. I will figure it out. If you care about something, you're going to make time for it. And things come at an opportunity cost of something else, and I'm conscious of the sacrifices I'm making. Whether it be for sleep sometimes to get more movement or for 
not doing movement to get more sleep, depending on how I'm feeling, what I think is right for now. So I really encourage everybody, especially my wife recently, who is about to do the exercise. It takes some time until you get kicked into it. I've heard about it in Tim Ferriss' show before the workshop. It took me some time to get down to do it. it t- it's going to take a few hours. Uh, and it may need some, you know, some, some revisions afterwards to actually think truthfully and honestly about all those aspects. So I've written down my stuff. It was only 14 months ago at this point. One of the biggest things that happened since is that this happened before my wife was pregnant. My wife got pregnant. I have a healthy and happy kid. Mm-hmm. I've written that I want to have two healthy and happy kids by 2023, May 2023. I have one of them. The living environment that I want to have and how much I'm spending about this living environment. I've moved to Atlanta after living in Georgia, after living for seven and a half years in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. For all kinds of stories that I was telling myself, it's just a lot of things made more sense to me. It was easier for me to say no to to hangouts with people or to projects that I may have, would have taken on for, for a financial uh, incentive. And I was I just have kind of like more of my life plan is, is clear and allows me to do more of what I want to do, whether it be the movement practice that I got into, spending time with family, spending time with my family in Israel, all of those things that I figured are very important to me, how can I make them happen, are already happening in an accelerated way, which I feel like my 2023 goals not only going to happen, and I put some big-ass goals for them, mm-hmm. they're going to happen before 2023. Wow. Just putting them down, put a lot of just, it's a little bit like doing plant medicine. It's The downloads are so much more ingrained in me that the decision-making is easier which makes more time to get towards the plan. It takes way less time. It takes the time that I would focus on doing all kinds of what Rube called uh, fuck-around-ditis. Fuck-around-ditis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's been a rant on my five-year goals and thinking long-term and how it can trickle down into day-to-day actions to get to that place. And I encourage everybody to dream as big as you can. You love dogs? How many dogs? What kind of house you having? Yeah, be flexible, be realistic. I did not ask for a $20 million house in San Francisco with 20 dogs. I love the fuck out of dogs. But I've been realistic of how much time I'm going to spend, how much money I'm actually going to make with the time that I want to put into work that generates income. Think realistically, but also think big. Like, give yourself five years. I'm hearing also think about what the actual goal is, not about the specifics about, and what made me think about that is you have the option of working a lot more hours, having a place in San Francisco. And then if part of your five-year plan or part of your plan is to actually net out a certain amount of profit or savings or whatever and be, have a certain kind of lifestyle, whether it be in San Francisco or somewhere, it doesn't matter where it is really. And so one way to downgrade to make it so that you can have the lifestyle and the goals that you want was to move to Atlanta. That's a smart move. And if you're just thinking, if you're not writing it down or thinking about it in those kind of like more like, what do I actually want kind of things it seems like it would be, you won't see options that are available to you to make your dreams happen. For sure. Yeah, that yeah, that's, right? that's a very good observation. Yeah, I've envisioned for me and my, my wife, Esty, to be able to have time to spend with our kids and spend together a good chunk of the day. Whether it's just driving them to ballet eventually or, you know, it's just being there. Mm-hmm. Not, not being dependent on, uh, I need to work at a certain place to make a certain type of income to send them to a certain type of that comes after a certain type of school or afford a nanny so we can go on whatever skiing vacations those things really come after this is most importantly we want to spend time together yeah it doesn't have to be in san francisco one of the best weather best uh restaurant cities possible parks i love the crap out of this place i've been having a great trip out here but the majority of the things i want to do i can do in atlanta at, at this moment uh, to a larger extent. That's interesting. And think about what you really want and what's more important and evaluate that. And then dream big so that you can hit those things and then find out how you're going to get there. That's smart. 
I'm thinking about it for me with with the project that I'm doing right now, and I'm thinking like, how can I apply this to my project? Because I'm thinking about this project, this lessons live project, and this other project that I'm doing in very short term goals, very short term. Like I'm thinking about now, I said like, we don't have anything, but we haven't launched anything. Like I don't know what's going on, but I think what I have to do this, pro- I have to do this process. So that I can see, like, because, like you said, five years is quite a ways down. A lot of things can happen. We've gone from the idea to launching the website in about a year, a little bit less than a year, yeah. and that's cool. But didn't expect that it was going to, you know, have a bunch of followers when in a year because the website has to be built. But thinking about five years from now is a much more just thinking about it right now. It's like letting me breathe. Oh, it doesn't have to be rushed. There's, you know, got four years now to actually have it develop into what I want. It's just, just what you're saying right now has changed my frame of reference. It's really good. Give you some ease in terms of yeah. It gave me some ease because it was like, oh my goodness, you know, now we're we got we're gonna launch this thing in this you know next couple of weeks, and then like how many? And it's like, hold on a second, slow the f down. It's been a week. <laughs> Don't get yeah. excited. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so having that like long-term dream big and give yourself the space for it to happen. Uh, that's awesome. And writing it down, I'm going to do that. I that's think awesome. that's great. I love that. It also ties into the daily routine. That, that I, uh, my, my third lesson is have a routine. Yes. And it ties down to it. If you want to achieve those big goals that you set for yourself, and usually there will be some, some big goals you want to have, then the best way to act up on them is to be consistent and to find a routine that is, we just spoke how, yeah, we have some time, you know, there's no rush. And one of, okay, so one of, this is what I want to talk about is one of the lessons I've learned in Peru from one of the helpers, uh, Melvin, is don't rush the process. This mm. was one thing that really resonated with me when I was experiencing the toughest time of my life. Don't rush the process. At the same time, I don't want the listeners to take it wrong. Some things need to happen fast. Some things need right. to happen quite quickly. So not everything has four years to mature to it. Some things need to happen. And also, take your time. Think big, take your time, but live every day. And I've taken this from Steve Jobs as if it was your last. Like, if this was my last one, I've had some fun interviews today. I've had some good food. I've done some yoga today. I've done some yoga. I called my wife a couple of times. I enjoyed the day. I really enjoyed the day. I did some fruitful things, I think, for myself, my family, the world. I don't want to go, but... If it, if it came down to it, I've, I've lived another day that I'm super proud to have lived and I would not change anything about it. And that comes to the routine. The routine allows you to do it. It removes some distractions, some day-to-day uh, distractions that can come from emails, from somebody calling you, from driving around and seeing something that, that calls your attention. Uh, and being able to slowly make the calculations of the things you say no to and putting in your calendar the things you really enjoy doing. Whether mm. it be you know, knowing that you're going to the gym on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m., it's just happening. This makes you happy, makes you feel better. It's just happening. It's mm-hmm. in the routine. It's in the weekly routine. Something's going to the daily routine. Like every day, I just put 10 minutes in the meditation. It's just no matter what, you know what? It happened. It may, may not happen today right after I wake up, but eventually I'm going to get it done. Ideally, you get a lot of stuff done at the same time. Our routine is good for the body. It's good for babies. It's good for humans. When you go to sleep around the same time every day, you just get better sleep. Your body's getting used to sleep. It creates more melatonin. You get into a deeper, more sound sleep. You probably get more REM sleep. There are a lot of benefits to, to routine. That's why I think big, figure out the routine. Now enjoy the routine. Don't, mm. don't, don't work on it too, you know, be militantly unmilitant. As, as uh, one <laughs> of our podcast guests and uh, owner of Sam of RT here in the city said, Jesse Jacobs, get a plan. Adhere to the plan. But you know what? If you didn't go through, 
according to the plan, it's all good. It's fine. Right. Do the plan because you enjoy the plan. You mm-hmm. want to do the plan. I want to work out. Not necessarily every day. Not necessarily every time I'm going to have the motivation. A lot of times, either the motivation is going to come after 15 minutes of working out. Sometimes I'm just, I'm too tired today. I've, I've hung out with some friends last night because I chose to do something socially. And today I should just sleep in. The routine helps me have some structure about the things that I enjoy doing for my work, for myself, for my family. It helps solidify and create the things towards those bigger goals. Right. And it helps to have fun playing with people that I care about. I see life as just a game. The game can be hard. There's some suffering kind of part of the game. Mm-hmm. We learn how to navigate around the suffering and the use suffering, I think, to benefit ourselves. I don't see myself as someone, if I'm not here, you know, everything will continue just as perfectly. But I enjoy being here and contributing to, this, to the environment, etc. And from my own experience, I just want to have a good time. I just want to have a good time. When I say play, it could be passing a football with my wife. It could be just cooking with my wife. It could be drawing with my daughter. It could be us going on a, on a camping trip mm. and just doing some hot springs, cold plunges, or et cetera. It's, it's all play to me. Right. Psychedelics, play. Yes, I'm growing. It's very important. It's very important I keep myself healthy. But it's all for play. I want to be able to play. I want to be able to go on a hike. I want to be able to, to pass the ball. I want to be able to do a, a bar muscle-ups. Why? Because it's fun. Not. I'm not trying to show anyone. You're not going to see any of those things on my Instagram. I have no videos of myself doing it. I maybe have one video of myself doing something I thought it was quite unique to do a muscle-up with a, a ball between my feet. Something was just <laughs> it's stupid. It doesn't, it doesn't bring any real fitness, any real health <laughs> benefits. We do it for fun. Right. It's just like, can I do it? I can do it. Now what? Now we're going to have a fun burrito. Or now I'm <laughs> going to have some non-gluten food because I know that eventually a lot of gluten is not nutrient, not very nutrient dense. But I'm going to have the muffin. I'm going to have the good stuff. Hmm. I just slowly figured out how to not get too carried away. Right. So you're kind of saying, if I'm hearing you right, the routine is in there, like building in the things that give you joy into your life. And not even just necessarily on time, but like have that muffin once in a while because it brings you joy. But then don't don't go to the muffin all the time. Like build it out, build it out and build it in, but be conscious of everything. Because if you're in routine, you're kind of conscious of things, even though you're letting the routine actually help you not be conscious of what you have to do. But you're able to be conscious of what you're doing while you're in it because you're not worried about what's happening next. Sure, which is why I like to do, you know, grocery shopping for the week. So I'm kind of setting myself up. I've already purchased the, the, the lox, the, the broccoli, the asparagus, sweet potatoes. The main nutrient things that I want to have that may not provide as much mouth sensation satisfaction as a muffin sometimes are, are in the household. They want to be consumed. They need to be consumed. I'm leaving around the, the, the 10 to 20 percent room, for, room right. for some fun things to come in. And I'm not thinking about them too much. We're going to have them. I'm not. And this is why when you came with six of those corn muffins, I'm like, no, no, I don't want them. There's no, you know, I'm like, and then in the end, I'm like taking them back, taking them for SD, quote unquote. And of course, I've eaten like four and a half of them and she's having one and a half and I just warm up half and I'm putting butter on it and some jam on it. And it's just fucking delicious. But that's why I'm not going and buying six of them at a time. I go to your place. I get the white fish. <laughs> I get I get a couple of Kregos. I'm not going too hard. You know, I'm going, I'm going. But treating yourself. But I'm, you know. I'm, there's a balance in there. I'm spending money on, on white fish. It's there. It's waiting. I'm eating a good amount of it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. also the, the 
the liver, the chopped liver. <laughs> delicious, nutrient-dense food. It's true. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, the Kregels are there. They're, they're getting consumed with a lot of love. I don't think anybody knows that I own a bakery on this podcast. <laughs> now they do. People are wondering, what's the guy talking about? So, okay. So the routine, I see that routine. I actually see how the routine fits into the dreaming big and how it, one coordinates with the other. That's very, very, very good. All right. Anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to talk about? That's kind of me. You know, all, all of what I've been learning and, and working towards and what, I, what I've come up with so far. These are my, my really my life lessons so far. My life philosophy, uh, something that I'm proud of and happy to live, and you know, and I'm curious to see where it evolves. So, obstacle is the way, you know, and take care of your, take care of your stuff, right? Dream big, have a life plan and a goal, and then have a routine and a plan to get to it. That sounds very organized, Yoni. I'm. I'm that sounds super organized. That sounds more like that's like a, a complete like way of life. <laughs> and uh, the one thing I'll add is. This is why I'm, I was telling you too that I'm taking on less websites. This is something that I'm working towards and I think that I have more to offer the world rather than my technical skills. I've been messing with the computer since before I was 10 years old, which mm-hmm. gives me almost 25 years of, of computer science and design and all kinds of other background and technical stuff, which means I know a shit ton about it and I love it and it's great. But I think that my unique gift more is to bring in those concepts into society, which of the struggling one with the obstacles and how to create a plan that provides you more joy and act upon it. This is what I'm arriving at the recent months and and I'm going to act up on it eventually. So if you are interested in that and you, you want to get a routine or something like that, I'm, I'm happy to talk right now. I have no business around it. Uh, but I'll definitely get on a call with you or meet you somewhere if you're around me because I'm passionate about it because I want you to have a better life experience. It's one of my missions and always when I'm around people and when I do stuff on the Internet is to help create a better life experience for everybody. Hmm. I do that because it provides me joy and also because I have it down to a very large extent. I'm really having a good life experience and I'm not just bullshitting here about it. I have my struggles, I go through anxiety, I have my, no day of mine is perfect. But I have figured out a lot of stuff that has worked for me and I think that is gonna work for a lot of other people. Um, so this is, I'm um, sharing with you now, uh, one of the directions that I've, the That's direction cool. that I think I'm gonna be pursuing for the next few years. Does that mean uh, like a life coach kind of thing or what's that? Since there's a lot of life coaches now popping up, this is why I'm not calling it yet any life coaching or, or, you know, life consulting. And I have not come up yet with what I'm going to offer. But it's every day that goes by, it's getting clear to me that it's all about, to me, the biggest value I can provide is thinking and helping to think about a big life plan in the future and how can we break it down into the day-to-day so you can actually get there and enjoy the journey. People can call it life coaching, life planning. I I like what you're saying about get there and enjoy the journey because a lot of times you don't think about enjoying the journey. People think about the goal only, you know what I mean? For sure. And for one thing that I've learned is that really the fun part is the journey. Once you get there, you like have a day, a celebration, a meal or something. Woo, we did it. And then, and then it's, no, it's over. over. No, it's over. <laughs> but the real, the real joy was the journey. Always, For sure. always, always. And it's taken me a long time to realize that. So I'm glad you, you pointed that out. For sure, yeah. Seeing the, the small wins, I think, is something that gets overlooked. Like the small, like, oh, now I progressed to here. Now you have a website going on. People can sign up to it. Mm-hmm. You came up with a freaking idea. And now there's a website 
live, ready to go for you, lessonslive.com, where you can, everybody, everybody with, you know, how to write and use a computer can do something very meaningful that you came up with. And I think it's huge. It's freaking huge. Well, I hope it, I hope people find some value in it. It's, uh, you know, I hope so too. You never know. <laughs> I hope so too. Thank you for having me on the thank show. Thank you, Yoni, and thank you for all your help with everything. It's really, I don't actually know when, when I think about how things kind of come together. Like, I don't know that this thing would have worked out. You know, I feel like the universe put it all together because we went to Peru together and, you know, have the technical master, Yoni Schechter, with me on the Peru trip. I came up with an idea that's heavy, technically tech rich, and I don't know a goddamn thing about building a website or, or all these kinds of stuff. So I think that it is uh, part of the process is seeing what are the resources around you that the universe guides you to to find what you need to do? It's just, so I really appreciate that you've been there along with this whole journey. It's really been awesome. Appreciate you helping me on the journey. It's been a pleasure and helped me grow a lot as a person and, and arrive at a lot of those realizations that I talked about today. Did not have them a year ago, I can tell you that. Wow, cool. I was in a much different place. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you. Thank you. Take care, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lessons Live podcast. The Lessons Live podcast is part of the Lessons Live project, where our mission is to catalog the lessons of every human being's unique life and disseminate those lessons for humanity's betterment. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. If you have lessons you would share with the world, you can share them now at LessonsLive.com, a platform where you can share your life's lessons and learn from others. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, please send me an email at info at LessonsLive.com and let me know what you would teach the world. Until next time, I wish you well.